Hey everyone, it's Carl and this is another episode of Startup Notes podcast. Today we're continuing our book, Peak Performance Selling. This is chapter 6, Self-Sabotaging Fear number 4, Fear of Success. The fourth self-sabotaging fear that limits our performance and productivity is fear of success. Of all the fears we may have, this is one of the least understood but can be one of the most disastrous. It prevents us from reaching our maximum potential and producing as much as we can. Fear of success suffers sink. Fear of success, sufferers think they shouldn't be doing as well as they're doing right now. They may believe they've been too successful too fast. Well, this is not my case, but maybe for some of you, this can be helpful. Uh, Symptoms of fear of success. I'm often asked what the symptoms are of fear of success. While they vary, the experience is generally similar to that of a real estate agent I met recently who told me he used to get a great deal of business by using direct mail. He had used direct mail for more than one year, but then he stopped. I commented, it's too bad it didn't work for you. He said, no, it did work. In fact, the effort pulled in at least a 35% increase in my business that year. I asked, why did you stop? And he didn't know. It worked too well for him. In fact, it worked so well, it made him uncomfortable. It gave him too much success. You are more than likely suffering from the fear of success if you find yourself with any of these symptoms. Do you find that your business is not growing nearly as fast as it once did? Are you failing to follow up on the leads or referrals you get? When you know you should follow up by telephone after direct mailing for the best results, are you not doing so? Fear of success sabotages our productivity. I spoke recently with a salesperson who has a great producer but had switched jobs a lot in a short time. Each time he reached the level where he was tagged to be promoted to sales manager, he would quit. While he made it clear to friends and co-workers that he aspired to be a manager, when the, the opportunity arose, he ran away from it. He seemed afraid of the responsibility. Both of these salespeople, in shying away from responsibility, exhibited symptoms typical of fear of success. We have all either experienced the fear of success ourselves or met people who do. Why do so many people I meet tell me they were four units short of a college degree when they dropped out? Childhood roots. Uh, Let's talk about childhood roots. Like the other self-sabotaging fears, fear of success usually stems from our youth and the messages we received from our parents. When I was 8 years old, I remember spending a whole day building a wooden go-kart. It was rickety and ugly, but I thought it looked like a Formula 1 racer. I probably showed it to my father who commented, When you get older, I'll show you how to build a good one. Heartbreak. 
My father didn't give me any praise and encouragement for all my work and effort. The sense of accomplishment and the success I experienced building that car suddenly didn't seem all that important. As children, we may have given conflict messages. We may have been given conflict, conflicting messages about success. Did your parents ever tell you things like this? You're too smart for your own good. Don't be a show-off, but you had better be a standout if you want to get somewhere. Money is the root of all evil, but get out there, kid, and make those bucks. Such negative criticism coupled with conflicting messages not only causes confusion, but also leaves us feeling, even if I succeed, it's not good enough. Sheer discomfort. Why do the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor? Our family's level of affluence is likely to be the level with which we feel most comfortable. When we experience the fear of success, we may be sabotaging our chances to make a higher income because of the sheer discomfort a change in lifestyle would bring. Surprising as it may seem, most of us make within 10-20% to of our best friend's income. What would happen if our income doubled this year? We would buy a house in a more affluent area, buy new cars, even go on an extended vacation. But our friends probably wouldn't have the funds to share those experiences. Going to a higher social economic status might entail making new friends and losing old ones. Many of us would rather keep our old friends than try to cope with financial prosperity and its accompanying changes. Recently, during a consulting project for a real estate company, I encountered a salesperson who had too much business. An axiom of the consulting industry is that you can never have too much business. Once you reach the capacity of your staff and resources, you hire and train more people to take on the added work. Simply as this seems, the realtor's excuse for not attending a necessary educational mortgage financing conferences was, I've already got enough business, I don't need to attend. I laughed and said, Jack Welch, past CEO of General Electric, never said he had too much business, and neither do you. What she was really saying was, I'm uncomfortable with my high success. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get in any deeper. She viewed success as troublesome. For her, it might have seemed a misfortune rather than a blessing. Top salespeople in the real estate industry will often start up their own companies when they have more business than they can handle. But this woman seemed to fear the added responsibility of expanding her success. Fear of success may come from feeling that we are not as deserving as others. In many cases, the fear of success stems from our admiration, respect, or even awe for our boss, parents, or a mentor. We may feel, he taught me everything I know. He's much more perceptive and intelligent than I could ever be. But suddenly you find yourself making more money or achieving greater success than that person. We begin to question our success. The ultimate fear of success results in suicide. 
Freddie Prince and young, the young comedian committed suicide largely because of his discomfort with success. He spent hmm, he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on elaborate, expensive gifts for his parents, seemingly in an effort to relieve his guilt at being so successful. Why did rock star Elvis Presley, Janis Joplin, and Kurt Cobain, just at the time when they seemingly had everything, self-destruct and die or drug of drug overdoses? Why did Richard Nixon commit political, political suicide by not destroying the White House tapes? This is a very interesting point. So. The author says that the ultimate fear of success results in suicide. And uh, I immediately recalled my favorite book, Martin Eden by Jack London. And this is exactly what happened in that book. So a sailor who wanted to be a writer um, started writing, writing, nothing would happen for him for two years. But then suddenly he got recognized, noticed, he started to make a lot of money, fame, and he felt super uncomfortable about it. Uh, and ultimately he committed suicide. Uh, so this is a very interesting point. All right. Let's move on to undeserving of success. Um, Carlin beat herself. She sabotaged herself because she believed she didn't deserve to beat Chris Everett Lloyd. She feared success. Carlin Bassett is not the only pro tennis player to have experienced fear of success. A fairly easy put-in missed. A drive goes into the nearest pond or sand trap. Some of the best players can seem to play well and keep their land when they're ahead and keep their lead when they're ahead. This isn't just choking or simply a lack of concentration. It stems from feeling self-conscious and anxious about doing so well. Fear of success may come from feeling overly respectful of a job or from feeling that things should be a lot more difficult to accomplish than they seem. Uh, all right, let's move on to performance plateaus. When we experience the fear of success, we often find we've reached a performance plateau. We may have worked long and hard to increase our productivity, but we might no longer seem to grow and improve as fast as we once did. Even though we loved what we were doing six months ago, our interest and enthusiasm begin to diminish. We begin to take on the avoidance behaviors, experienced with other self-sabotaging fears. We might begin finding it difficult to work, so we procrastinate more. In fact, even though fear of success sufferers know they should be working, they sometimes will make a month to six weeks off twice a year. They sometimes will take a month to six weeks off twice a year. All of us tend to have plateaus of productivity for time, but when we reach a plateau, we may find that we do not grow and improve nearly as fast as our experience leads us to predict. I spoke to, to, to an insurance agent who was not achieving as much as he once did. 
or as motivated about his job as he once was. He took three months off during the year and worked only four to five hours days. I asked him why he didn't work harder, and he said he really didn't know. I dug deeper. I found that he was making 50000 a year. He had so much talent and drive. I was surprised he wasn't making twice as much. He, to he told me his father was a teacher in a local school district. The son respected the father immensely, but his father only made 50000 per year. The father, some, the, fa the father sometimes worked 18-hour days, read constantly, and work hard to support the family. The son felt guilty that he was making more money than his father. The son had, had only a high school education, while the father had a master's degree. The son felt it wasn't right to be making more money than his father. To deal with his fear of success, the agent spoke to his father. He found that his father really enjoyed his job. He also realized that money was not an indication of worth or an indication of respect. He tackled his fear of success head-on and proceeded to double his income within two months. The agent now makes 100k and grows as fast as you would expect a hard-working, driven, talented insurance agent to grow. Peer Pressure Fear of Fear of success also results from the pressure our friends put on us. People at all income levels try to find friends with equal resources. As I suggested earlier, most of us make within 10 to 20% of our best friend's income. This can have a devastating impact on our productivity and success because if we make substantially more than our friends, they have comparatively less financial freedoms than we do. They aren't able to keep up with us. They don't have the same cars or the same houses. They can't take the same vacations. The success had brought on too much change for him. The discomfort of losing friends was worse than the benefits of making more money. He decided to keep his less moneyed friends and give up some of his success. A basic problem that causes fear of success is loss of relationships. When you are making substantially more money than your best friends, you may feel your relationships are drifting apart and you may try to keep them together by putting a lead on your income level. Friends are hard to find and even harder to keep. When your income goes up much more than your friend's income, your interests may change. You may want to be with other people in your income bracket. This can put an incredible amount of pressure on you. You may start feeling depressed and spend less time with friends. Or you may feel classic stress symptoms such as loneliness, lethargy, and lack of motivation. If this is what success brings, you may not want it. Broadening horizons. When we make more money than friends or parents, it broadens our horizons. Our financial problems are eliminated. And we begin to have much more freedom to do things to meet other uh, to do things and to meet other people with the same interests and desires we have. People who will ultimately us to ever people who will stimulate us to even bigger and better things. 
But any change brings the potential for anxiety or depression. The change process itself is something most of us try to avoid. This is one reason for procrastination. If we procrastinate, we can't make as much money as we're capable of making. By making less money, we avoid any embarrassment about making too much. We avoid feeling guilty that we're making more than people we respect. Learned helplessness. The question remains, why do people go through life with these self-imposed barriers, these limitations to their own productivity? One answer lies in learned helplessness. As we readily learn how to speak and, and to drive a car, most of us learn equally well that we can do. After knocking our heads against the wall a number of times, we stop and believe whatever we're trying to do is impossible. More importantly, we develop a self-sabotaging barrier or fear. A few years ago, the University of Minnesota School of Psychology did an interesting experiment. In the Great Lakes region, pike are very, pike are very numerous. Pike are mid-sized predators that eat other fish in the Great Lakes region. Their main prey is minnows. Two research did an experiment in which they put one pike and some minnow, minnows into a small aquarium. As we expected, the pike promptly devoured the minnows. In the second part of the experiment, the pike was separated from the minnows by a glass barrier. As you might have expected, the pike hit the barrier with its nose time and time again, until after about 15 to 20 minutes, it finally stopped and began to swim around in its own half of the aquarium. When the barrier was lifted, the pike swam into the area from which it had been separated, but even though it was hungry and had been trying to get at the minnows only a few minutes earlier, it swam around, never eating or so much as attacking one. This famous experiment shows the prevalence of learned helplessness. It shows why most of us fail to recognize those invisible barriers that keep us from achieving the things we want. The information in this book can help you eliminate the barriers around you. It can help you eradicate the fear that keeps you from becoming successful. The three techniques for overcoming fear of success. Here are three techniques to help you overcome your fear of success. Because it primarily entails feelings of guilt, to overcome it we must convince ourselves that we deserve to have wonderful achievements, that we deserve success. We all have developed conflicting ideas in our minds about how we should act and how successful we should be. Until we change these ideas and make it okay to succeed, we will continue to sabotage our own efforts. Try these three things. First, list 10 reasons why you deserve to make more than 200000 a year. Drive a new Porsche or buy a new house. Write down, second, write down three things you may be doing to avoid achievement. These might include procrastinating, poor planning, having no personal or business goals, or even refusing to implement new techniques and ideas. It's important to write this, 
to write these things down. You may also want to discuss them with your spouse or a friend in order to uncover possible success sabotaging behaviors. Third, at the end of the day, write down at least one accomplishment of the day. In the evening, reward yourself for that success by eating your favorite dessert, watching your favorite television program, or reading your favorite book or magazine. Not everyone fears success. We all have a basic desire to be successful, and we live in a success-obsessed society. But you may fear success if during your childhood you experienced lack of parental approval, sibling rivalry, negative criticism, or conflicting messages. If you have any of these fears, fear of rejection, fear of embarrassment, fear of failure, fear of success, it does not indicate that we're not right for the business we're in. It only means that we have self-sabotaging behaviors that keep us from reaching and maintaining the productivity level we need. In nearly every case, when business people are able to eliminate these fears, they make quantum leaps in their productivity and their income. The rest of this book is dedicated to helping you eliminate your fears and more importantly, giving you a design, an approach, and some techniques to help you have anything you could possibly want. If you can lay a game plan for realistic goals and you follow the peak performance program laid out here, you can achieve your goals. You'll also be able to substantially increase your income within a short period of time. If you deal with your fears, manage the stress that occurs when you have them, and find the motivation to achieve, you will learn how to grow, how to go from where you are to where you want to go. So this is it. The next chapter is called What Self-Sabotaging Fears Can Do to Your Sales Performance. Uh, but we're going to talk about it the next time. For now, this is it. Thank you for listening. Hope it was helpful and insightful. Uh, and yeah, have a great day. Bye.